Hi, you're listening to What's the Schemata, a schema therapy podcast for therapists. With ISST accredited schema therapy supervisors and trainers, Chris Hayes and Rob Brockman. For more information on schema therapy, visit our website, schematherapytraining.com. Welcome to What's the Schemata. Yeah, here we are. Uh, this is a special um, edition of our podcast. Um, Obviously, we were on the, in the middle of a pandemic uh, with the COVID uh, virus, and we thought, you know, um, there might be a lot of therapists and schema therapists out there that might want um, maybe a bit of um, help and ideas of how to help their clients, but also maybe looking at our own self-care and ways that we can kind of manage this stuff um, for ourselves, because it is a very very difficult time and it sounds like it might be a difficult time for a lot of us uh, for the next few months absolutely uh, absolutely so it's um and the other thing i guess we're thinking is i think the reality is we as therapists are in a position where we're, we're going to have to um, help a great deal of people going forward yeah. uh, in the aftermath you're going to have you know a lot of folks presenting with anxiety and you know mm. of a, of a range of sorts mm. Yeah. Um, going forward and, and maybe we could start to talk about that and anticipate that a bit. And So we don't want to be too too much of a kind of a heavy topic and to put everyone down. We want you guys to have a bit of relief, I guess. Um, we want to try and have connect a little, to a healthy adult around this. Yeah. Adult, absolutely. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's a part of it, isn't it? We, you know, we could get drawn into the media and really drawn into looking at Twitter and looking at different platforms and, and really freak ourselves out. And it's I think that's only you, Chris. I think that's only you. Possibly. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later. <laughs> but, you know, we could easily kind of get yeah. dragged into that. And I guess it's it's a good example for us to kind of maybe model some healthy adult yeah. behavior. And But it's a good point. You know, I guess, in the, you know, with this event happening, it's going to trigger, you know, our patients off in different ways and activate particular schemas and modes off in yeah. different ways and, and for ourselves. So, yeah. For sure. And I think one, one of the themes with this it's i think it's interesting is it reminds me of you know when a patient comes in and they're kind of stuck at home whether they're you know an adolescent or a young adult and they can't move out and maybe things mm. are really difficult at home or triggering okay helplessness kind of thing. and it's like you know part of the schemas and part of the coping and everything like that makes a whole, a whole lot of sense because mm. it's kind of realistic you know that mm. you have to go home and you have to deal with this stuff every day or whatever it reminds me of that a bit, you know, yeah. with what's going on, which is there yeah. is a realistic threat out there at the moment, yeah. right, yeah. to our, you know, to livelihoods, to to lives, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. our loved ones. Yeah. So let's let's give it a go. We're going yeah. to sort of see what you know. We bounce things off today, and hmm. hopefully we can try yeah. to do something together. Well, first up, I mean, um, for someone who has a vulnerability to harm schema, um, it's been a little bit yeah. uh, troublesome for. That's got to be the big one, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that in the literature, like, I, I think it's a little bit stylized in terms of, you know, maybe kind of a, you know, maybe a cultural kind of element to things. It's a bit stylized in terms of, you know, you weren't about kind of death and, you know, catching diseases and being neurotic. Okay. And I wouldn't, I don't think people would view me as a completely neurotic human nah. being, but I do think that inside this, there's a bit of catastrophizing and I'm definitely known to do that. Uh, my loved ones would uh, agree with that. And also a sense of intolerance of uncertainty, you know. Um, and I think if we're looking at that, you know, sort of vulnerability to harm schema, which is 
you know, it, I mean, it is a bit of a stylized thing. There's a virus out there, da, 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 da. But, you know, it might not be about just being unwell. It could be about, you know, losing your job or it could be related to, you know, having some financial implications to this or, you know, losing someone else that's close to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's going to manifest in, you know, at least in my way of, you know, maybe wanting to be in control, wanting to probably analyze and yeah. ruminate and think and kind of this sort of stuff and feeling pretty. Yeah. So the kind of threats, you know, apart, even if you're relatively healthy, you're not, you're not too worried about the health implications. Yeah. You know, there's other things like there your job and exactly. you know, ultimately things like destitution and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Things going which people really, might worry about. Yeah, yeah, things going wrong and really wrong, bad. So I guess this catastrophizing thing. And also, yeah, this idea, it's more of a cognitive behavioral kind of concept. But, you know, when I'm talking with my clients with these sorts of things and I have to kind of dig deep for myself is really looking at like, A, am I overestimating the bad mm. things that are going to happen? And B, am I underestimating my ability to cope? Yeah. So, you know, am I, so, you know, often what I would say to people is like, get in, you know, cause I'm into my imagery stuff, get a image, get me a picture of the worst case scenario. Give me a picture, yeah. close your eyes and get me an image of that. Because, you know, often worry and you know, this sort of stuff is very non-specific. So get an image, what's the picture? And then you can stop and go, okay, so is that likely to happen? Yes or no? And if yeah. it is likely to happen, could you handle it? So that's what yeah. so you're integrating a bit of experiential stuff and this sort of thing. It definitely mm. helped me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I, I just say with the harm, it seems to be a combination, I guess, as you point out, of, um, you know, the world is dangerous, the kind of feeling that the world is a dangerous place physically. Yeah, um, I guess also, also things could go really wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like things could go wrong and go spectacularly wrong. Really wrong such that you're either, um, yeah, physically not safe. You know, you might lose your house. You might, um, you know, not be physically safe Mm. anymore. Mm. Um, So I think two things that come out are sort of more like the illness, you know, you might die, that kind of thing. And the other theme is more like a destitution, that you know, sort of fear that you lose everything. You lose your house, you lose all that kind of stuff. It could also come in other ways as well, like, you know, worrying about loved ones, you know, how they're going to be, worrying about um, how your kids are going to manage this whole situation, worrying about how you're going to pay your mortgage, worrying about... So there's a lot... I guess the key thing is this sense of catastrophizing whatever is to do with bloody COVID. Now, but if you drill down, if we try to drill down, if we keep it like thinking about schema... Yeah. We want to try to unpick what, what are the likely mm. schemas to come up here. Mm. And, you know, we've, we've focused on vulnerability to harm yeah. Um, yeah. so far, and I think rightly yeah. so. Yeah. But something I've, something I've learned so far, um, both working, I've already had cases even, even this week, you know, coming in around COVID um, yeah. and getting, you know, getting triggered off around that. Um, mm. And also mm. I've learned from cases of, let's say, health anxiety, people with yep. more health anxiety concerns mm. mm-hmm. is it's not always vulnerability to harm yeah uh, particularly not always on its own mm. yeah totally you know, totally we have to understand mm. if there are other schemas at play yeah. and particularly mm. um schemas that are um, combining with each other yeah you can sort sure. of scheme interaction yeah so i've got a couple of examples yeah. um yeah. sort of generic examples that i've kind of yeah. melded yeah. um for the purpose of yeah. learning um, so an example I'll give is, let's imagine someone 
you know, vulnerability or harm, you could imagine, um, you know, uh, they have some health problems now, COVID's going around, and you might expect you do a float back or something like that, and it's going to go back to something as a kid being yeah. unwell, you know, feeling, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Now, many, many times now when I've had these kind of mm. cases, um, not just with COVID, but, but with more health anxiety, mm. Uh, you tend to find other schemas really lurking yeah. and combining with vulnerability to harm. Yeah, yeah. So the example would be, right, you go back on a float back, mm-hmm. um, little Johnny's there in hospital, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Everyone knows little Johnny's my generic person. <laughs> um, and you're thinking, all right, he says, I'm in the hospital, I'm six years old, I've got to get, you know, mm. I'm getting all these tubes put into me and stuff. Yeah. And like, all oh, right, you know, what's that like for you or whatever, it's, it's scary. And then they look in and say, "I'm all alone. No one's yeah. here for me." Yeah, yeah. You know? And and so it's it's not only that they're scared for their life. Mm. Oftentimes, what seems to make it even worse is that they're alone and yeah. there's no one. There's no so one like there a, with a them. sense of abandonment or a sense of there's a sense yeah, of abandonment or even emotional yeah. deprivation. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. And and actually, this is a bit mm. of an issue with some of our older patients mm. because there were sort of policies in the past where um, mm. medicos didn't really understand things like attachment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's a little distancing. It's got to leave well, the child. Well, they say things like know. drop your child off and then come yeah. back next week, and the tonsils yeah. will be out. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so for some of our older patients, you mm. might find this a bit mm. of a theme where yeah. you know there really is a lot of in the image, there's a lot of insensitivity yeah. around issues yeah. of attachment. Yeah. Another, I thought another thing as well is if people have got high levels of um, negative and pessimism, you know, in the sense of kind of doom and gloom. Yeah. You know, I guess it's going to be hard for you as a therapist to work with that. It's well, what I found, reality. what I found with <laughs> yeah. those guys um, is almost the opposite effect. Is in it that seems to be people that are a bit more depressed. That's mm. what this is what I found. Yeah. And they'll be sort of look at you and go, see, I told you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't seem to make them more anxious. It just mm. sort of seems to entrench them confirms. in their negativity. And they just can't yeah. see. This is what yeah. I've been saying all along. I've got yeah. no, you know, yeah. I've got, I've got no, um, yeah. I've got no expectations on humanity or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I thought another thing that you could get coming up as well is or interpersonal stuff. So, you know, for example, you know, um, maybe there is some issue around a loved one being ill, you know, and um, clients, you know, might have, you know, for example, like a, a self-sacrifice kind of scheme mm. getting activated. So they're feeling, you know, well, they've got a demanding or critical parent, you know, in mode terms getting activated because they're not there seeing the, the loved one or they're not doing enough and this sort of thing or, yeah. you know. I guess interpersonally, you might also have like if we're in if there's a stage of lockdown or a stage of being stuck inside the house with mm. other pe- you know, people in their lives, for example, a partner, you might find there's a lot more subjugated type experience. You know, feeling really, you know, if you've got subjugation, mm. for example, uh, maybe not if you don't, but the sense of you know the you're feeling kind of squashed by someone and also not being able to sort of really escape from that, you know. So I guess, I, guess what, I guess what you're saying, Chris, in a way is um, this this whole situation, which is unprecedented, might act as a bit of an amplifier mm. for our scheme patterns. Yeah. You know, so if you're mm. already a self-sacrificer, then now you're in a situation where, oh, my God, I've got to run around and yeah. buy, you know, actually, yeah. you know, had patients already feeling a lot of pressure to go yeah. and buy umpteen things of whatever for the whole family yeah. because they all need it. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, 
And it's so a, it's a kind of amplifier. Yeah, yeah. Look, and look. Related to what you just said, I think it's worth us you thinking about because I mean, basically, the distress is going to be about you attuning to the client and you know maybe to yourself and kind of working what what what's the meaning, what's the schema, and what modes are getting activated. Yeah. So maybe an example of you know, going out and doing the whole purchasing of yeah. materials. You know, one thing I've been thinking a bit about is that. You know, it's different in different situations. It might be different kind of, you know, modes or schemas getting activated. So if you're talking about modes per se, you know, you might have someone who's like, you know, doesn't like to be, you know, left without having, you know, materials and likes to be in control. Yeah, these are the big theme, you see. Yeah, control was a big thing. So you might have those sort of people going out and purchasing. This is the thing, right? So people that are generally like they don't do the control, that's not their Mm. their coping mode. Yeah. I think, you know, for example, Mm. avoidance, folks with strong avoidance, Mm. they might be at home right now and Mm. not much has changed, right? Because, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. But for people that are very, you know, controlling on the ball, they're like, right, we're going to have, you know, plans and everything like that. Compensation, yeah. You might kick off this overcompensating, right? now, now, what I found though with 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 um, of late is this kind. Of, so I want to give you this kind yeah. of generic example. Um, is is folks, you know, because they can no longer do their regular mm. coping and control yeah. things, they're a lot more triggered mm. with their underlying modes. Mm. So they're a lot more in touch with their vulnerable child. Mm. They, you know, they're bringing their vulnerable child into the shopping center or whatever. Mm. Or the they're angry child more, as well. You know? They're a lot more in touch with their angry child. They're a lot more in touch with the demanding parent mode or the mm. punitive parent mode. So that yep. people are a lot yep. more volatile and triggered off of the mode. Mm. Yeah, mm. This is just right now. Mm. Um, and they're going to bring that into your therapy. So yeah. I guess one of the side effects of that is, you know, at least, you know, we're going to be able to connect mm. to that and attune to that. Mm. Yeah, you know, if yeah. folks are already coming in with feelings, mm. Mm. Um, the other thing is, I think then it becomes about how do we help them with that mm. in the session if they they are coming in mm. with quite a bit of triggering and and their schemas are in the room, mm. Mm. you know, how do we help them with that? Um, and I, I can sort of say from my experience working through this in the past with health anxiety, but also mm. um, even this week, um, it seems to still be. Mm. A sort of similar things that are coming up so you know helping people realize through the experiential mm. work you know floating back from that moment in the shopping or the yeah. petrol station yeah. and floating back mm. to those themes from yeah. from childhood and helping them recognize that the reason i'm panicking mm. right now is because i'm i'm feeling like that little girl you know yeah. when i was nine and i was yeah. in a war-torn country mm. or you know destitute or mm. something and i just feel like that little girl again yeah because you know, know, interesting is that I mean, like with most behaviour, trying to work out and formulate and trying to understand what's the function of the behaviour, where that's coming from, and in terms of mode terms, yeah, panic buying. You know, we're talking about over control and yeah. over conversation. But then you could also have someone who's got a very strong demanding parent. It's going, what's wrong with you? You, you if you're a good parent, you'd be doing the same as those people. Yeah. Or it might be someone in more of a vulnerable child state, yeah. where it's like I'm feeling really vulnerable and overwhelmed. You know, and I, and that that mode purchasing the toilet roll. Yeah, so yeah. I think sometimes it's helpful to kind of mode out the behaviour, but just also to understand people's behaviour in these contexts and these situations, and you know, moding moding this out, understanding yeah. what's what's going on. So that'd be one big thing, isn't it? Trying to understand the you know mm. the mode that, that that's um, causing all the problems for them at the moment, whatever yeah. it might be. 
yeah and working with that and maybe the schema flavor that might be underneath as well so we you know as, as you, you know you know recipe ingredients you know or spices spice rackets yeah you know yeah. these events are going to trigger you know people's you know you, you would you if you weren't getting triggered then that'd be unusual so for different reasons for yeah, different, different reasons, reasons. Exactly. yeah so we've yeah. already had folks for example getting triggered because they've got self-sacrifice yeah yeah so self-care what do you reckon how are you coping? <laughs> oh, it's been a, I'm sure everyone's been a difficult week mm. this week and, you know, the job can be hard at the best of times. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm um, trying to, trying to remain healthy mm. adult. Um, so what do you think? I mean, you, you were saying before, Chris, I mean, you, you know, you had a sort of um, a process for trying to trigger off some healthy yeah, adult yeah, patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, what I, I mean, this is for, for ourselves and we thought to ourselves, oh, how do we help our patients? But then I think it's a bit of both. Like, and I think we both agree, you know, back channel and we're having a chat that, you know, we can sit there and go, what do we need to do for the clients? But we need to kind of connect with their own healthy adult and help the client collect with their theirs as well. Um, our good friend Remco um, in the Netherlands has got a nice little um, a nice little piece here. It's, it's mainly written for therapists, but you know, I, I actually gave it to a client of mine early in the week in regards to how to strengthen uh, our you know healthy adults of our patients, but also also for ourselves. So if you're interested, we'll put that up on the website, and it's um, part of the Schema Therapy Society uh, Schema Therapy Bulletin uh, to the May issue i think of 2019 but i guess the, the first thing is to try and you know visualize a healthy adult um you know that kind of it might be you know times where you act you know you, for yourself maybe you, you've you've been able to manage something very difficult you know and being able to get an image of you in that state it could be also maybe bringing in other helpers. I, you know, I often bring in other resources. So it might be having someone else there with you or a team of people there with you and visualising that as a part of the healthy adult mode. And then Remco goes on, you know, in terms of this sort of process, uh, once we've got that idea. So the first step, yeah. right, is, is to really get a clear yeah. image and, be, and help the patient to build up an image of what the healthy adult would look like yeah. in an image. Or if there's some model of it, you know. Well, you could use something else. It's a bit like like you. We could use you. But that might. But you know, that's the thing. You might be also saying, "Bring me and you as adults into the image for our clients." But for ourselves, I might have you in my head. Thank you, Chris. No worries, mate. That would be (laughs) kind of cool. Um, So, so we need to be able to visualize what the healthy adult for me might look like for now. Yeah. How that might look, feel, all that sort of thing, including things like body posture and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And the next step then um, is to start to bring a sense of this healthy adult. Um, into that image uh, in, in terms of how it might look after the needs of the, of the vulnerable child. Yeah. And the, like the first step he talks about in this is just acknowledge the feelings, you know. So, you know, if we even close our eyes and get an image of, you know, we're doing some experiential kind of work, we might be saying, you know, you, you're upset right now. It's understandable, you know, it's, it makes sense. Yeah, you're feeling really abandoned because yeah. you know, whatever it might and, be. And to yeah. validate, I guess. So it sort of, you know, it makes sense that this is a So tune in time. and validate yourself. You know, yeah. I guess the second step is to offer a different uh, perspective or offer hope. And I think that's really key, especially in this situation. It might be like, you know, this is reality that no feelings is final. Well, it's going to get easier or that we'll get through this. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is, I think it goes back to the needs yeah. or what, what the client needs you know, in, in the end. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, hope, of course, is the sort of reverse of hopelessness and depression yeah. thing. So it is important that we can give um, the message of hope, let, let, let our patients borrow some of our hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, until the next session or, you know, yeah. to try to internalize some of that, that yeah. when things are hopeless, you know, seem hopeless, you, you yeah. really do need to, to yeah. maintain some hope, you know, Absolutely. in order to move forward. Absolutely. So it's, uh, and as therapists, that's our mm. role initially. So I know things aren't looking mm. well at the moment and things are mm. hard, but you know what? Um, you know, think things are hard mm. at the moment, but I'm I'm really hopeful that things are going to yeah, get better. Absolutely. You know, uh, things that go down must come yeah. up or that kind of thing. Yeah. It's going to be it's okay. Going to be, you know, it's going to get better. Yeah. We just have to hang in there. Yeah, absolutely. And the third thing he talks a bit about is like sort of like dealing with reality. So it might be, you know, it might be like, but right now we just need to pick up the kids. Right now we just need to see that next next client. Right now. We just have to deal with whatever reality and whatever's happening in front of us, you know. So this is sort of, this is sort of some experiential sort of stuff that we could be using. The other things you could do is, you know, write yourself a flashcard. Right, right. And, and I guess the other thing about the reality is I think it's it's twofold. One is one is to maybe have a bit more of a realistic or healthy um, co- cognitive view of things as yep. in you know so you want yep. to have some sort of healthy attitude about the situation yep. so there might be the panicking side which is like oh my god you know we're all going to die mm. and there, there is that yep. fear right yep. that's, that's yep. something out there mm. but that's mm. like that's not going to help us right now mm. so, mm. so what i need to do right and if a healthy adult would say you yep. know what mm. there, there, it, there is threats mm. out there in the world but right now we're going to try our best and you know our yeah, hope is going to be okay right we're going to deal with one day at a time that might be your sort of healthy yeah, cognition absolutely. going forward. And it's not to say that you need to say everything's going to be mm. perfect or awesome, mm. but something a bit realistic, mm. but that it finds the balance. And the other part then, therefore, is to find maybe a bit of a healthy behavioral yeah. choice yeah. at this point. Yeah. Another thing I saw uh, that was helpful as well, and this is a separate, you know, from particularly this, this little intervention that, you know, we've been mentioning is, you know, if you've got a strong over-controller and this checking and, you know, kind of getting saturated in media type stuff, being able to kind of set some limits in terms of that. And same thing for you and for the, you know, for you, if you're seeing clients, you know, often I've, you know, I've got, well, in the last couple of days, if I've had a, a few busy days, that's been a good good day because I haven't been sitting there, maybe, you know, dropping in and having a bit of a look at the, you know, the, the websites and the newspaper articles and see what's been happening, you know, so yeah. being able to set limits. And it's, I guess it's a behavioral strategy that we're not setting. So that's the thing, right? So when it comes to the behavior, it's like, what would the healthy adult, this last piece I see is like, what would the healthy adult want to think and do in this yeah. situation? Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm getting triggered and there's all yep. that stuff going on and I have these yep. other messages in my mind. Yep. But if I'm going to channel my healthy adult right now, yep. What would that look like in terms of thoughts and in terms of like what I want to do yeah, right now? Yeah, exactly. And that might mean setting some boundaries or it might mm-hmm. mean yeah. persisting with something. Yeah, or absolutely. Yeah. Well, find that healthy adult mode. Chris. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, this is not easy times for people out there. And we, you know, people that listen to these podcasts, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we wish you the very best and, um, you know, if we we're modeling the healthy adult, we just want to let you know that yeah. we'll get through this, you know, and it's not easy. 
but you know, it's just one step at a time. And we, um, we've had lots of nice feedback in the last couple of episodes from our, um, our uh, recordings and you know we welcome you to keep you know responding to us and let us know that we've got some interesting com- stuff coming up i think our next uh, webinar that we'll be doing is um, with christoph loose yeah scheme uh, therapy for children children adolescents yeah so he's yeah. going to be we're going to be interviewing him having a chat with him in regards to some upcoming um, workshops later in the year in october um but yeah until then until then uh we'll see you guys around yeah um you know, good luck um, managing things. And, and um, if you have any, you know, you can follow us what we're doing on schematherapytraining.com. Um, we'll see you guys around. Bye.